Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. It's Friday evening at 6 o'clock. You're listening to K2K Radio. You know what that means, don't you? It means it's time for the Lil Show. And what a show we have for you tonight. Joining us in the studio today from the movie Spy and uh, Crims from BBC Three, we've got Ed Keir. And also from Star Wars, A Phantom Menace, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, general stand-up comedy history, and, um, ooh, a bit of improv stuff too, of course, and acting and writing. We have... The wondrous Scott Capuro in the studio tonight. Uh, that's right after a couple songs from our house band from halfway across the world, That Handsome Devil. We'll be starting off with Johnny Wouldn't Die. And we'll be right back with some improv goodness for you folks. Love you. See you in a minute. Bye. London Improv Live. I mean, live. The Little Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, happy Friday to you all. You're listening to London Improv Live. That's right, we're in London and it's everything you're about to hear today is improvised, apart from the bits that aren't. For example, that thing I just said right there, that wasn't improvised because I said that a few times in the past. But that thing... Now that I just said, where I was explaining that, that was improvised. And now I'm kind of on an improvised kind of everything. In general, when you have conversations in life, you're improvising, aren't you? It's nothing special. Improv isn't like a secret that no one else knows. Everyone does it all the time. Get over it, all right? Fuck's sake. Why are you always on my balls? I'm sorry for swearing. Uh, my name's Talal Karkuti. I'm not going to spell that for you. And um, recently I found myself actually spelling it. Because now we're a podcast, and every time I upload the show, they have to type in all the information again and again. And every time I write my name, I'm, I'm thinking I'm cheating. I'm spelling it. Alex, am I, am I being bad? No, you're just being real. Yeah. You're being true to yourself. You're spelling your name. You're... I think you should spell it now. No, I'm not. I'm not going to spell oh. it for you. That's that's okay. Okay, I, let's just set the rule now. On air, on mic, I won't spell it, but I will happily write it down. Yeah, you off can, air, you're spelling it all the time. You you're can read it at me in the street <laughs> every five minutes. It's oh, it's okay. I'm not going to spell it. But how are you, Alex? I'm all right, mate. You're going, you? you're going to Florida on I'm Sunday. I'm going to Florida on Sunday. It's you ridiculous. My bastard. my the the company I work for are sending me on a business trip to Florida, um, <sighs> for five days. And everything's VIP. So you're going to do roller coasters, roller hotels. Coasters, yeah. I'm staying with a certain place. I'm staying. Well, basically, every every theme park I'm doing are all owned by the same company, and this same company, unfortunately, uh, are not particularly well liked by certain people. There you go. That's, that's all I can say. For certain current event reasons, for kind of things that happen, which know, isn't going to come up in newsish for legal reasons. Yes, and also because you know I want to go there again. Yeah. And see how see it improve, and see yeah. them become more. See, I, want, I want to see the world how it should be yeah. there. I'm and you have faith that the company you work for will one day 
be on the same track as the rest of the world. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because um, the changes they're making, we're all being very vague now, we're not saying anything specific. No, not, not The changes all. that are being made yeah. are kind of like very um, superficial. They're just like, okay, no more theatrics, but yes. really the dark side is still there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they're looking after the conservation of said... Oh, I'm not going to go into it, man. <laughs> what what this, town are you going to? I'm, go, um, I'm going to Orlando. Hold up, don't, straight don't, to Orlando, don't, 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 no, don't, I'm, don't. I'm going straight He's in. not been introduced yet. Say, he can't talk. No, you're not allowed to talk yet. You're not even here, are we? Wait for introduction. This is breaking rules. This is, this is like me spelling my name. This is like improv. What the hell? I will answer your question once you've been introduced. <laughs> Shall we introduce guests? Let's introduce the guests. Okay, I haven't introduced you. You're, the, you're Alex Siverite. Uh, Hello. Your co-host for this week. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Pleasure. Let's introduce our guests. To do that, of course, we need some professional sounding backing music joining us in the studio this week from the international super hit movie spy which he had a major role in which we're going to delve deep into and uh, from bbc Three's crims and currently starring in the amazing YouTube series Blowing the Budget on Quipstar on YouTube. Now, Ed, do you f- Ed Keir is here, everybody. Ed Keir's in the studio. Hello. Um, Ed, do you find it annoying having to say Blowing the Budget on Quipstar on YouTube? It's on. It's things on top of each other. Or do you You're just say it's on YouTube? You're the ever said that. Oh, okay. And I'm annoyed now. Yeah, it's going to annoy you every time uh, now. If that answers your question. Okay. Do you just say it's on YouTube then? Do you not promote the people who funded it and, and hired you? Uh, yeah, just, yeah. No, no, I do, I do kind of. Yeah. I do, yeah I just well done, by the way. It's a really awesome series, man. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you, mate. That's and really uh, everyone who I've shown it to has really enjoyed it, too. Um, Is that your mum and dad? <laughs> yes. No, I enjoyed it as well. Do, uh, do you uh, live there as well? Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm banging his mum. Excuse me. Why are you assuming I live at home? All right, sorry. Do you live here? <laughs> I live with Talos. You're wearing a kitten's t shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've not been introduced yet, and I'll get to this T-shirt. <laughs> you, don't, uh, you don't exist yet, Scott. <laughs> Ed Keir, thanks for joining us, brother. You're welcome. Now, uh, on Crims, you were known as Black Elton John. That was, was your character, yeah, right? I was. So if you were to uh, permanently change your name, your real name, mm. to uh, Black something or any colour followed by anything, what would you like to change your name to? <sighs> Black Prince, maybe. <laughs> Is he not black enough for you? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I look. What's like your favourite Prince it? movie? <laughs> well, he did the music for Batman, didn't he? So Bad technically, I, I can I say that. I bought that the CD last month from a charity shop for one pound. Did it was you? The best purchase I've made that what day. What format is that on? CD. Oh, the so- oh, sorry. I thought you meant the movie. Oh, not the movie. <laughs> it, was, it was a laser disc of Batman. Thinking, yeah. If you bought, oh. <laughs> if you bought it on CD, you've been ripped off. Yeah, mate. yeah I don't know if you've work. tried it yet, but yeah, no. even for a pound, they've done you. Oh well, <laughs> it looks nice. Yeah. So um, I'm going to call you Black Prince for the rest of the show. Can do, yeah. Um, Whether I answer or not, we'll find out. But yeah, I started like when I was at Edinburgh this year. Yeah. I started probably the cruelest Twitter account, and I've not carried on doing it. But it's called Waiting for Prince to Die. Oh, dear. And um, it's on Twitter. It's the number four and the number two in true Prince fashion. And it comes from a place of love. Yeah, I love Prince. I'm his, one of his biggest fans in the world. But I do know, because of how much of a fan I am, I know that he has a vault of music that he's been collecting since ah. the beginning of his career. And all of a sudden it makes and, sense. And some of the stuff in that vault is going to be as good as his early music. 
I just remember a rumor about Prince that I'm not. I'm not sure I can really say. Was it about the ribs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that true? Uh, same rumor. Prince, it's just a playground Mar- room. But the Marilyn other things that people used to say in playgrounds were like, "My yeah. dad's a hundred and stuff," and that was a similar sort of era yeah. to when I heard that. Yeah. And I don't believe that anyone there's dad was a hundred, because that would also always be followed by, "Hence he could kick your dad's head in." Yeah. Which I don't know any hard hundred year olds. What's the Prince rib rumor? He had, a, he, he had he had yeah. ribs removed to um. To enable uh, auto, so have a look auto at his penis. Yeah. So you can so, have a look at his so penis to make right sure it's all right. Look right up there, just make sure it's all good. He's, he's into auto uh, gynecology. All right. Sitting next to Ed Keir is um, a legend of impro- of uh, stand-up comedy. Um, he's been in the scene for a phenomenal amount of time. And um, in fact, was one of the first openly gay stand-ups to do gigs in straight clubs in San Francisco. If I, correct me if I'm wrong at any point, yeah. but you kind of set the trend and kind of opened the floodgates well, in a way. Well, people but I think that they, they didn't, um, uh, for whatever the reasons were, they told me they, they weren't able to succeed at, uh, at getting the audience on their side. So they, gay men and women who are comics discouraged me, actually. Oh. They were more discouraging than anyone else when I first started. And I was, I was reading about this and I was thinking, but... Was was it a discriminatory thing because or, or was it just um that there was such a strong gay scene that um you know the gay community did tend to go to gay bars and and there was a lot well, of them that, and they I were successful I, I think gay men don't really enjoy stand up that much I mean there isn't really a gay comedy scene in the gay club circuit in the US or the UK unfortunately because they pay a lot of money. And I know some trannies that make a lot of money in those clubs, <laughs> and I'm jealous. But uh, You'll get yes. there one day. Pardon me? You'll get there one day, Maybe. Scott. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but also, um, apart, apart... But also, I think that when I first started, there just were no role models. I mean, there were a lot of gay and lesbian comics, like there are, but none of them were out. There were no role models in showbiz. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, AIDS just kind of happened, and then it was getting a bit better, but it was still a little scary. And uh, people didn't want to hear about that on the comedy stage. And, and it kind of implies that there was no truth on the stage. Like, no well, one, if I mean, they weren't know, being open, oh, then... whatever. You know what's open, really? My, my husband's closeted, but he's nice to me. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I don't care what people do as long as they're funny. And I, I think that there wasn't uh, a way for, for alternative comics, not just gay, les- gay and lesbian comics, yes. to make themselves accessible to a mainstream audience because comedy was a huge business in the U.S. at that time that everybody was thinking commercially. And that's why when I first came here in 94, I really enjoyed it because I saw so many sorts of alternative acts, not just gay and lesbian, uh, but also, you know, double acts, music acts, tranny acts, all sorts of things on the comedy scene. And it just seemed like the audience's ears were more attuned to something unusual. And, and I, don't, I don't, I think British, the British public is less, obviously, less savage about religion and race anyway, compared to an American audience. But I think people even then here were much more... Uh, willing to just laugh if you were good they didn't care you know and then the, the scene here really grew expanded greatly in the 90s there's just so much work i just started coming over here i mean i'm going back now a lot because the scene there is expanding more now yeah you went to edinburgh this year no i was in the US. i'm going to be in edinburgh next year i only do it every other year it's so expensive edinburgh. Oh, every I'm, other year i can't okay. i can't the look of people's disappointment the look in their eyes <laughs> <laughs> tell me it about so it often. we've just got the bill from our first uh, my yeah. improv team from our first imp- uh, Edinburgh run yeah uh, but let hard. me finish your introduction please uh, because uh, I w- I'm enjoying this but I haven't even said your name yet all right um, <laughs> as well as all of that all of the above um, also excellent writer um, 
columnist, but I haven't seen you much lately. And uh, uh, you know, I stopped writing for the Huffington Post because I wrote I wrote a, a spoof piece. <gasps> I was so close to saying your name. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> no, I wrote this spoof piece about Cosby, and uh, the editor said, "I don't like, I don't like, I don't think rape jokes are funny." That's what she got from the piece. Have I you ever met Cosby? No, no. I saw him, first comic I saw live though when I was nine. He was brilliant, and and I wanted to write a piece. This is before this is when the allegations were just coming out, and it was just ridiculous, you know, witch hunt, and a lot of it was based on racism. And I, I wanted to write a piece about that, and she wouldn't print it, so I don't write for them. I've never had. Can such I just a... were your parents there when you saw them yeah, when you were, were nine? Yeah. I just wanted to check. He doesn't live at home as well. No. Oh. <laughs> why, why don't you say parents? No, well, just as long as it wasn't you and Bill Cosby. Hello. Oh. <laughs> but he was never... He was not a... He's no, not he's a U-tree. No, no, he's not No, he's adult. Adult Inappropriate sexual behavior. Oh, okay. Yes. He just goes for... Oh, okay. My apologies to Bill These Cosby. These are the allegations. Yeah. And yeah. He, used, he used special uh, drink uh, enhancements. Allegedly. allegedly no, it's not alleged anymore. They're all alleged. They're all... Still? Look, we're not in America. We don't have the same laws here. We can't... We can say whatever we want. I don't want to go and live in Russia like Snowden. Fuck that. be careful here, actually, in the UK. That's why somebody sold these leaves. Sorry, say You're more thin-skinned here. About about uh, allegations and uh, court cases. And stuff. Mm. Yeah, always say allegedly, yeah. no matter if it's. Well, okay. The more the more people tell me what not to do, it makes me want to do it more, which is why I'm doing certain things this episode. Don't sleep with children. And legendary actor from movies we all know and love, Mr. Scott Capuro is in the studio. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us today on the Lil Show. You guys are awesome for coming, and um, we're going to be doing a bunch of improv. Are you guys comfortable with, with jumping in and out of scenes today and, and being silly and having fun? Sure. We'll find out. Okay. Okay. We'll all right. I like it. Tippy toe. Tip, tip, tippy toe. Um, wonderful. All right. That's our guest. All right. That's enough of that. Okay, Scott, you mentioned my kitten's t shirt. Mm. Your other head gave me this t shirt. Oh. When did you meet him? Um, at one of his shows, oh, great. Um, Mr. Greg Proops yeah. uh, inexplicably spoke a different language to his other head, uh, which is he spoke English and I spoke Hatties. Hatties was did did you have to like learn it or this is by the way in Star Wars Phantom Menace for those people. Oh yes, yes I, of course, I thought it was yeah. a given. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had to read it off of a page. Oh, was it phonetic? It was all. Pretty much. No, okay. There's only cue cards, which is unusual on the film set, but I just couldn't memorize it. Yeah. Star Wars, um, I, I've, I've mentioned uh, the prequels on this show a few times. Uh, we're going to just briefly talk about this, get it out of the way. But um, I've, I've always kind of said people give it too hard a time, the prequels. They are not amazing films, but they, they because it's attached to such a huge franchise, and now I can't imagine... The, well, I think the, I'm really excited about the next one, nonetheless. However... Uh, how much of a fan were you at the time of getting into it? Uh, did you do, or did you have to do a lot of research? Oh, read no, of course, I'd seen books? all the first three, of course, and uh, I was a fan of those. And then um, uh, we, there wasn't really a script for us to see before we got there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the few days before we arrived, the the scene that we were performing was mostly improvised in the audition. So it was impro- completely improvised in the audition. So. Um, I didn't see the whole script. I think they're a bit, they might, I don't know, maybe just with me, but they might be a bit private. I think you kind of only get the scenes you're in maybe with that. I've I mean, that, it's, yeah. I mean, everything about that film is, is at one point, because of the fan base, merchandised. Yes. So anything yeah. I've ever had, I've had people write me, can I have a, 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 can I have a corner of the page of paper that you, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm, I go to uh, Star Wars conventions and people, 
you know, they take that stuff very yeah. seriously. Yeah. Do you get in the post, like, uh, collector's cards? They want you to oh. sign it and send it back and stuff yes. with your character on it. Yes, uh, hundreds uh, of them. This character, so if, if, if listeners are unaware, he's at the pod race, yeah, little Anakin's racing around, and there's the announcer. And the announcer has two heads, and one speaks English and the other speaks... Hatties. Hatties. Now... Jabba the Hutt's language. Uh-huh, okay. Yes, because he was in charge of that whole pod race. Yeah, um, so, um, do they... Sp- Speak the same language, but they were just trying to have a wider audience by speaking different languages, or is it literally one head doesn't speak trying, English? They wanted the, the, the Hatties crowd to watch. Yeah, they they were going after that. I think um, we first uh, seen. I think that we first. I can't remember now, but I think that we might have first, or also recorded it in English, uh-huh. and they had that option. I know that they were going to use our bodies, and then they. I've oh, seen okay, photos. so they're not they're yeah, not our heads and our bodies. Yes. My goodness, that must have been really. Life. How long did the makeup take? About five hours. That's quite annoying. That great. they didn't use yeah. it. It was great. I mean, come on, you're on the set of Star Wars and yeah. doing the makeup. It was it was great. It's not a checkout in in, in Sunderland. Yeah, 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 yeah. true, true. And the you know the stormtroopers are running through the cafeteria and the whole thing. <laughs> I wish I grabbed parts of the set. I just I've forgotten that people were so. I just, just, just had such a, blue. Such just a funny yeah. image a of these yeah. two heads somehow. I had such a funny image of these two heads somehow growing up not speaking the same language. And I was wondering how their education must have worked. Did they have a partition wall between? We didn't them? really do the. Um, we didn't do the background check on the on the, on the characters. We didn't do any. We, there was no rehearsal process. Okay. <laughs> uh, and finally, I just want to know, because um, um, every, you know, there's so many, um, not just fan fiction, but the the Star Wars universe and canon has so many novels, books, comic books, cartoons. Does your character have like a Star Trek though? They take that very seriously. Oh, of course. Yeah. Does your character? Did your character have like a an appearance in any of the books that you know about, or did he have like a story of his own at any point? Yeah. I mean, they do that for all of them. I mean, we were uh, they used us a lot on the educational DVDs after, and then um, yeah, we were in the books. Education DVDs. Yeah, they they make they for a while made films. I think I think it was for schools. I think that's what they were for. I had to go and do the voiceover stuff for them. Wow. Yeah. They're very generous, and George was great. I say George. (laughs) He was great, and uh, weirdly, I ran into him in a mall afterwards. I'm like, George, you didn't use our bodies. He said they didn't for your heads. They just didn't fit. Oh. I said too bad. He said no, it was great. Thank you so much. He was with his daughter, buying stacks of dress shirts for himself. (laughs) He shops maybe once a year when he has time. He, uh, it was a great uh, experience because, really, I mean, you know, we were asked to do it, and you can't say no to that. Course, but I was yeah. really surprised how people responded after. I mean, just with such reverence. I mean, of course, the franchise is amazing, but even comics had no sense of irony about it. They got emotional, like weepy, mm. when I would go to do a gig. Like, oh, my God, you were there. You did About that. Yeah. 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 Seriously. The way it affects people's uh, upbringing. I guess like Doubtfire did too, because I still have people respond. That I, there's something about films that you see when you're growing up, often, that you you attach them to different memories. I think they take on yeah. a life all their own, don't they? Absolutely. It's really not about the movie anymore. It's about the whatever you were experiencing at the time. Now, it's it's a real honor to have you here um, because those two films, yeah, they happened at really important parts of my life, yeah, uh, growing up. You're not going to cry now as well? I'm not going to cry at all. Um, and, and they couldn't be... <laughs> if no, I start crying, though... Uh, make, him, make him cry. Just uh, there's a point right behind my ear that if you tickle it, it cheers me up no matter what happens. I remember. Um, <laughs> 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 but they couldn't be more different films in terms of the reception they had. But Mrs. Doubtfire is the most beloved 
movie of my generation, arguably. Yeah, uh, Mr. Doubtfire was perhaps all of our nanny, wasn't she? Um, yeah, to, I didn't really have a nanny. I'm not that posh, Talal. Um And I, 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 tell, like, I was telling my friends that uh, you were coming on, and one of my mate, my mate Kit Codling, went, Auntie Jack, and screamed. He screamed, and then he. Oh, that's a guy that you just. Yeah, <laughs> and then he loaded up the uh, the scene on YouTube and said, "Watch this scene, you know, for research." And I was like, "I know this scene." He's like, "Watch it," and I was watching it, and I couldn't keep my eyes on the screen because I was distracted because he was mouthing every word of dialogue mm -hmm. in that scene. Love that Such a improvised too. Really, I mean, Robin really liked well, in that film with those scenes at least. He really liked recording what was. Um, scripted and then doing what he felt like doing well that's why i bring up proops and uh robin williams and doubtfire because and they're, they're, this is an improv show yeah, and these Feistin, guys yeah. he's a good imp he's these a guys are royalty in improv so um i have to you know yeah robin working with him must have been a, a blessing and a joy of course i'd already been I, on stage with about him it. luckily because he, he used to drop in the clubs and uh do improv and stuff and uh terrified on the stage with him he used to drag comics up make it make a go up there with him what, two comics at the oh, same time? Oh, more than that. Loads. Doing improv scenes? Or, yeah. I mean, or just, banter? No, improv on stage. Oh, okay. And yeah. he really enjoyed it. And uh, and then when I got the part, it, it was partially, he was producing the film, and he, he saw me do stand-up and said, um, I, I said, well, I've, I've auditioned for your film, Duffire. And he said, oh, that shouldn't be a problem. And then I got the call. <laughs> oh, no. He, yeah, I know. Wow. Very generous. He, he hired a lot of comedians in the area. A lot of the guys doing yeah uh, for small that movie he produced that film didn't he? He did with his wife yeah. at the time. So a lot of the small sporting he knew that I uh, you know comics needed a bit of work, <sighs> and uh, and then the film was huge and I'm sure we all really appreciated it. I mean it made it so that when I, I came over here that year in '94 when it came out here uh, for the Edinburgh Fringe and I think it helped attract an audience. Oh, I can't but imagine also, I wouldn't. Well, also, uh, it meant that I didn't have to audition for co comedy clubs, really. Because you do have to for a lot of them. Yeah. And I didn't have to. You, you can just write Scott Cabrera from Miss Doubtfire and you'd you get a booking. That way, well, right? I think yeah. what happened was I came over sort of, as far as people were concerned, whether it's true or not, as sort of a finished product. And I didn't need to be... You could just say, oh, that guy from that... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know mm -hmm. how your parents are? Oh, you're... Comp what? What do you do? But if you do something like a film or TV show, they're like, oh, that's what my yeah. son yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Auntie Jack. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. I mean, that's what club owners... Could, they could look at it and go, oh, he's that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and then to them, I wasn't just a stranger showing up at their club asking for a gig. Yeah. I, you know, I was that guy. Uh, and so it, it's weird. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of comedians, I think, fair enough, think that live performances for them the apex of their work. Like, that's what they want to master. And they sort of ignore the other things you can do to make that more accessible for you. I, I think that film and TV sometimes are played down by live performers, particularly actors see it as a lower rung of performance. And whether, whether that's true or not, and it might not be so true now as it was 20 years well, ago. Well, it's kind of You have, like, some really, like... Uh, Fantastic actors, and you don't see them in a movie for years. Like, where are they? Where are they? And I, oh, I'm so. I feel, you start to feel bad for them, and then yeah. you look them up, and they've been doing plays. They've been touring the country. Well, with I their just saw Gypsy theater. last night in the West End with uh, Imelda Staunton, mm. and and arguably a lot of the audience were there because she's been in uh, two Harry Potter films. Yeah. And whether or not those are those are, are great performances for her, the the massive amount of work she's done on stage Absolutely. and the awards she's won for that, people don't know about that when they're sitting in the theater watching, or most of them don't know. So the thing I think about, and you may have discovered this too. About film and TV is it? It just as a live performer gives you so much more access to a wider audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would have auditioned for the comedy store for years as an openly gay performer yeah. on the circuit in Britain. There was nothing at that time. Yeah. 
There was no one that needed to book well, look, for it, that. No one deserves it more than you, because to be honest, when your stand-up routines are always so truthful and, and cutting and... A sign of a good performer for me is when people can get offended by it and take it personally, in, yeah. like for no reason, just take shit personally. Sweden and... has made it clear that I'm not welcome. Yeah. Have <laughs> you been banned from many places? Or is it just... Australia. I'm, the, oh, really? I'm returning now next February for the first time in 15 years. Wow. Now, uh, of course, you've, you've worked with uh, Robert Williams, but sure. Ed Keir, you, you've, you've yeah. spent, <laughs> you had a, a wicked action scene with Jason Statham. Oh, it's huge. Oh, Inspired. Huge, yeah. so Amazing. So I'm watching, uh, I'm <laughs> sitting in the cinema. Let me take you back a year, yeah? And I'm sitting in a cinema and I'm watching um, with my cousin, we're watching Spy, yeah? Hilarious, yeah? Uh, Paul Feig is, um, in, uh, I, I love everything he does because in this, like, in the last few years, you know, American film comedy has um, kind of been a bit repetitive and a bit silly, but Paul Feig is always there doing something different, whether it's a female lead or whether it's uh, the type of humour he injects into his films. He's always doing something different. And so I'm sitting there watching this film, thrilled, and Melissa McCarthy is on top form. And Jason Statham, famously in that movie, is one of his funniest roles, if not his funniest role ever And you're done. thinking, how can this get any better? How can this get any better? And there they yeah. are in a, in a restaurant. They're having yeah. a, 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 a heated argument. And Jason Statham is like, screw this, I'm out of here. And he gets up and storms out. And there's this waiter dawdling along with a tray he's, full he's of not, crap. He's not dawdling, is he? He's <laughs> elegantly waiting tables. Really, really professionally. And I go, oh my God, that's Ed Kim, my mate from yeah. Crim's BBC Three Crim. Yeah. And Jason Statham rams into him, dropping food and drink all over the place. Yeah. And you have this amazing moment where you, he looks into your eyes. It's huge. Almost like he's about to say sorry, but yeah. he doesn't. And then you're about to say something, but you don't. Because and he cut storms it. right out of there. Do they cut out dialogue? What did they cut? A few, they cut a few things. No. It, was a, it was like a three-page monologue. Did you have a French accent? About being you really pissed accent? off with working conditions in France oh. and oh, about how I wanted to change it and how one day I'd take over this business. Were you, were you French? Fuck no. off. I'm winding <laughs> yeah. Of course I Were you French in those scenes, though? I was, yeah. Really, can you have a French accent? It's crazy. My agent called me on a Saturday, which is rare, She's like, um, can you go to uh, can you go to Oxford Circus? I'm trying to get you seen for Paul Feig's new film, and I was like, uh, uh, okay, fine. And then I went down there, and they like gave me um, the scenes, and they were like, can you do a Bulgarian accent? And I was oh. like, what even is what <laughs> even is that? Uh, so I um, just think Polish, but a bit dirty. They were like, right, so here's two. There's one Bulgarian. Uh, go and do Bulgarian accent, and go and do a French one. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just went to the Starbucks around the corner, and. Um, <laughs> Luckily, I'm a football fan, so I just I knew a few Bulgarian footballers. Oh, so I just well, I you watched mean, a you few. You spoke to the staff. No, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's no. your cleaner here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Wow. Oh, so you you watched interviews with Bulgarian footballers? I did, yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't get the Bulgarian part. Oh. I got the French one. Nice. Right. Yeah, nice. sweet. I did. A, I did a film called uh, Huge, uh, directed by Ben Miller, which was a complete uh, waste of time. Um, but. Uh, I, I was there for one scene. I had this whole like little bit where I was a stand-up comedian on stage, and this whole kind of fanfare. I was like, "Great, this is great! I'm going to be on, be on the screen, opening one cinema." Uh, and uh, my scene was cut. All I basically get, Aww. I get, I get like. I get a cut price version of what he had. I get shoulder barged by Noel Clark. You got paid nice. though. I didn't actually get paid for that one. I oh. did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it then. Uh, and you filmed in <laughs> on location though. Yeah, they took me to uh, to uh, Budapest. Nice. I was there for a week in the, the swankiest hotel ever. I've been uh, to Budapest. London. Great sausages. 
my memory of Budapest is throwing my mum's tampons out the hotel window. Um, I think it was the first time I ever saw a tampon. Rock and roll. And it was while my mum still needed them. And uh, she's still wearing them. In, no, not wearing oh, wear no, them. Don't be disgusting. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, He's disgusting. You're talking about throwing your tampons out the window. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't used. Oh, that's just a really bad. They want story. to tax women extra now for uh, using. Yeah, yeah, luxury tampons. item, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, right on them, man. You, you know, if you're gonna buy things with like decorative tassels and and string I hanging off it, it's gonna be luxury. Get I'm a so basic. Glad that that's not a part of my day to day. In it, of shaving our face is annoying, though, isn't it? Do you shave? Uh, yeah. Oh, that okay. little bit. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your face. I get, I get my wife to trim uh, mine. So, Ed, what do you think? Um, did you have a method? What was your going through your character's head when, when Jason Statham... <laughs> do you know what? Honestly. Walks up. Honestly, I just, I just had to make sure I didn't fuck up the line. What was that your was line? Was when you've line? got a small line, it was... Um, I can't remember what it was. It oh, so originally he, was meant to, originally he was meant to smash into me because uh, the gag was that his character always... Um, Overreacts, yeah, right. So he had to. He was saying to Melissa McCarthy that nobody ever sees me. I, uh, you know, I'm, I only get seen when I want to be seen because yeah. obviously he's a spy. And then he gets up and smashes into me. And then he was supposed to put some money down, and I was supposed to go. Uh, this barely covers yours. <laughs> and then, yeah, but in French got, accent, this is barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get me to do it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You're not paying as much as okay. I'm going to do it. <laughs> So let's let's cut to It's on the DVD. Let, let, no, let, let, let's cut to you um going back to the to the kitchen to ask for another order of the shit you just spilt. Oh, you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it now. Yeah, do okay. It. Are you going to start? Deleted or? scene. Deleted yeah. scene. Um, so so you are so this that's a very elaborate way of getting me to do that French accent, isn't it? Yeah. François. Why are you back here so soon? You were supposed to be delivering to table 32. You haven't fallen for it as well, have you? I've just I I've convinced those idiots out there I'm French. I'm not really French. <laughs> Francois is not French. No, did you not know? He is on work experience. Oh, I have not met the boy My name's yet. John. I'm from Reading. Oh, John. Well, either way, where the fuck is, is the food? <laughs> what is this mess on your shirt? That's true. Oh, okay. I saw well, Statham out there and he looks expensive. Jason Statham is out there? Yeah. Who, uh, Jason Statham? Who is this Jason Statham? Bald man. He was in Crank. No, he's a diver. Crank? He, was a, he was a diver in the uh, Commonwealth Games. Diver? Yeah, he's a really famous ex uh, Not Tom Daly, the other one. The other one. Yeah. There are two divers in the Olympic Games. Do you remember them? Uh, Tom Daly was one. Von? I, all I know is Jean-Pierre uh, Baptiste because uh, I follow the French athletes to the end. Nice. You guys aren't French either, are you? <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm actually Bulgarian. <laughs> right. right. I'm from uh, Lincoln. Uh, oh, right. nice. Slightly up north, but not quite. Yeah. A bit middling. And scene. That's how it works well, here on the little show, folks. Um, you got okay. away with that, that Scott. Me hungry. Scott, okay. you got away with that, mate, didn't you? <laughs> you got away with that. Oh, Scott got away. Yeah, you bloody. All right, I'll get a French out of Scott did take, of you, did, yeah. like a taking breath, like he was going to say something. They went. Yeah, yeah. forget <laughs> this. Um, I, you know what? I think the problem is. I think our guests aren't warmed up yet. No one's warmed up. Um, and uh, perhaps it's time we start the show in the way I say this. Forty-five minutes in. It's true um, though about that one line. I mean, I, I remember the first thing we did in Doubtfire was the one where I'm pulling. Uh, Robin's uh, wires back from his eyes, and I had this one line of, "He's got five o'clock shadow at eight thirty a.m." Yeah, you're worried yeah. about some wires, and I, I was so nervous. I didn't run mm-hmm. on a film set before, and you know, Chris Columbus is right there, and the camera's right here, and I just kept, fuck, 
fucking it up. And I yeah, kept saying, man. you've got five, eight, what? Oh, too many <laughs> numbers. With those, with, yeah. those, with those one-liners, all you can do is not fuck it up. Yeah. Like, that's all you're there for, yeah. to keep the shit moving. And um, and that's why they're really hard to audition for as well, because obviously in an audition, you've got to stand out and, you know, got to be the one that you want. But mm. if you overdo it, then they're going to be like, well, he's crap. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's a really well, hard... Fortunately for all the three films I've been in... Uh, feature films they've all been uh, improvised auditions and i think that nice. i might have gotten them because i'm a comic and i'm comfortable without a script in my yeah. and i yeah. know that a lot of actors are not and then you're on yeah. set and you have a script and like oh why didn't they test us on this in the audition the script was great and uh, i was watching harvey work on camera before we did our scene and i thought how's this gonna look and he knows how to work on camera so he's moving around and improvising a bit he's so relaxed and I thought, God, that's going to look like shit. You know, this is my completely naive, <laughs> inexperienced mind. Like, why is he looking, you know, to me, it's like, you've got to be a soldier. And, you know, and I'd had theatrical experience, legitimate, <laughs> at least. And I thought he should be on his, you know, hit his mark. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, none of that matters when you're on camera. you just got to be yourself, really. Just be as relaxed as possible. Yeah. And I then uh, when I saw the film, I was sure they were going to cut everything that we had done because I was so anxious. And then they used so much of it. It's an iconic it's, scene. Yeah. That's when Miss Doubtfire is created. We did a lot of outdoor stuff too, shopping through thrift stores looking for outfits for him. But I wish that they, I could see again because there were a lot of interesting little cameos and appearances oh, yeah. on that. And it was really a great, fun thing to do. You know, film work can be really, I hear, very boring if you do a lot of it because you wait a lot. It's a weird, it's a mm. weird thing though, isn't it? Because like it's so chopped to bits and so almost surgical in a way. And then when you see it all cut together and it works, but it's a very weird process. Like I can remember before I even knew how films were made. I thought they were just, you know, some stuff is multi-camera, but I literally thought there were oh, 10 yeah. cameras there. Yeah. 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 And then, How and then naive. Like, yeah, exactly. You and little boy. <laughs> Oftentimes they don't shoot things in order. So exactly. Yeah. So if you have a, a big part in a film, people tell me, you know, you don't have time, you don't know where you are in the script. Like you don't know if your character's done this yet or if you've done, you know, so it's yeah. really impossible actually to kind of build an arc for yourself but i guess that's it's yeah cool. that's that's the that's yeah that's the well while we're here what, have you got it because of the main people who listen to this show are, are improvisers are in and around london and probably a lot of your other young improvisers and comics getting into the scene becoming professionals you want to give them any advice scott perhaps in how to get into professional acting and i stuff? think go see stuff i mean before I started doing this political improv show at the Comedy Store, I do every Tuesday, almost every Tuesday, uh, uh, I went and saw it just to make sure that I, I, I would like the idea of doing that. You have mm. to be inspired by it because improv can be very, um, it's exhausting and, and it's a lot, there's a lot of prep for a show like that especially. So, uh, you know, go see stuff and find out what you respond to positively. Yeah. Uh, you may think, oh, I'd love to do stand-up and then you go see a few, of it, a few shows you think, actually, that may not be my thing. But what about after you're doing, like, you've spent years, um, and I'm, I'm honestly not talking about myself here, but you've spent years doing uh, shows and, and improv teams no, and stand-up. talking up, about me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, stand-up, yeah. improv, yeah. and you're doing, you know, you seem to have a really good um, momentum going. You're doing lots of shows, but obviously you're not making any money from it yet. What's the next step? How do you elevate to that it's next? It's really hard. I have a lot of friends who are very good comics who, now because the comedy scene here is so flooded, you, they can't get up into that paid gig thing from mm -hmm. where they are, as experienced as they are. They've had Edinburgh runs. They've had, done the whole thing, yeah. but they can't. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's tough, See, isn't none it? Of us are Just keep trying. I mean, none, none, none of my age group are going anywhere. So it, it's hard. Also, I think if, if you want to um, be good, I think, 
you have to, I, I was just watching this Imelda Staunton who's obviously an incredible performer you're so lucky to have these people here mm. to go see for 40 pounds just on down the, the road 20 minutes amazing. on the train incredible yeah. and um, I watched her and it's you know I know it's a musical and it's scripted but she really uh, listens to everything to all the people on you know when she's in it she's in it mm. and I think if you're a comic the ones I've been affected by in the audience I've really felt like they were in the room. One of the problems I have when I see stand-up in the U.S. now is, is some of the comics seem to be, they're goal-oriented. Goal they're looking at the end of their act from the beginning. And they're thinking what they can get out of this. And I, the performers I see, particularly in the U.K. and in Australia, who, seem, who really have a, 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 who can change the room, are really there, there in the moment. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're in the room right I've then, heard right you now. say this before be in the room yeah uh, react yeah because especially in the UK I think people think don't just do the script yes because yeah. I think people here th think heckling is part of the show and and it should be if it is like if you're in Britain and people heckle then learn to deal with it mm. and I think some people do it here especially foreign performers because they're trying to step you back into the show you're doing right now yeah and I know it's daunting when you're new in town but that, that's why you got to get there early and do the research. Yeah. I see a lot of Americans come over and they do the Edinburgh runs, and the first week's dismal because they, they miss three or four words. And if, if you fuck up the language, you lose them, and they know you're not there. Mm. Yeah. Like, and don't, do you, let, don't let one bad show set you on a downward spiral either. Well, like, a bad show could mean a lot of things yeah. to a lot of people. I have friends who seem brilliant to me when I see their Edinburgh, Edinburgh shows. I was there for a week doing a TV show, so I had a chance to see my friends without that weird fucking thing on you of, oh, I've got to do my show in two hours. So I, get any so I really could enjoy watching them. And they kept complaining, and I'm like, dude, you're playing 180-seater. So enjoy it. Yeah. And you were great. But, oh, I missed the, you know. Don't beat yourself up over it. We're our worst enemies, performers. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. We're terrible at ourselves. I used to that's, do stand-up myself. All right, all right, all right. So, guys, uh, okay, oh, look. Stop, stop him. Okay. Captain of the ship is, is putting his hand up and saying, let's uh, veer back on course, all, all right? right we haven't even done our first There's segment yet. Yeah. We haven't done our first segment yet. Um, we like to show, start the show with the blues because... Um, <laughs> we we like to start on a low because there's only up from there. And even if it's 50 minutes into the show, we're still going to say we're starting it now. So I want to ask my guests what's been uh, getting us down this week. What's been getting you down this week? Anything been upsetting you? Oh, well, I read, you know, the Beirut thing today. Oh, the suicide bombs, almost 50 dead. And Beirut, they, those people who live there think of themselves as European, basically. They're, they're, they're as dismayed by this as, as we are it's watching it. the Rome of the Middle East, or some call it the Paris of the Middle East. Yeah, it's very um, diverse in its own way. You know. Hey, that, um, that part of the world is obviously very tumultuous at the moment, and a lot of stuff is going down. Um, I'm not too informed on Beirut. I've just had a brief conversation this morning with my dad, because yes, Ed, I do live at home. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was pretty down about it too. But um, I'm Syrian myself, so I'm um, always constantly concerned with all that stuff. Um, is it good material for a comedy blues? Yeah, it could be. Have you been to Beirut? No, I've been to the Middle East, but not... There's a comedy Beirut. scene in Beirut. I'm sure there's, there's in Israel. My dad, my, I was just thinking, my dad's so unpolitically correct. He's yesterday's man. He used to always say, when I used to smoke cigarettes and leave them out the front, he used to go, it's like Beirut out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah. a terrible man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone used to say that. You walk into any shithole, you go, oh, it's like Beirut. <laughs> but now you say he's like Baghdad. Cause it's a good job he's retired, though, because some of the things he said, he wouldn't, get, wouldn't last long in a job these days. <laughs> 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 Beirut is a crazy place. It's so metropolitan, so modern. 
Northern and very European, as Scott said. Right. But there is this this uh, kind of it's a minority there, but there's a very religious uh, community there, whether you're Christian or Muslim, and a, a speckle speckling of Jews and um, Berbers and tribes and stuff. There's like mystical mountain people who believe in mad like hundred gods and stuff. I, I, um, I, 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 but it's a beautiful place, and it, it tends to be. <laughs> are there cigarette butts everywhere? Though? There are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there are cigarette butts. Yeah, so my, was right. Uh, my, yeah. my, my, okay. my brother was there with um, for a wedding uh, last year, and he was riding around town with um, with a policeman friend, hmm. a, a Beirut a local hmm. policeman, yeah. and and the, and they were driving, and the guy gave my brother his gun, yeah. Yeah, and said every time we go. To, every time you see a red light on the traffic lights, shoot the gun in the air because he didn't have a siren in that car. Yeah, so he's like, just shoot the gun in the air wow, and we'll gosh. drive through the red lights. <laughs> so, wow. Instead of wow. a siren, they're shooting this pistol out the fucking window. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you got killed by a falling bullet. Like, <laughs> yeah. You could sue. That happens, doesn't it? <laughs> like people just do that Random and think bullets. that's the end yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was fun. Yeah. That shit comes down somewhere. It does. Does it? It yeah, does. of course it does. Where do you think it goes? I've always wondered, yeah. Yeah. There's like, if you Google it, there's a stat that will tell you how many people how a many year people die have been hit by bullets that have been falling bullets. Yeah. Where do you think it goes to Lau? Into space. <laughs> you no. probably disintegrate well, no. it. Conveniently falls in water. But it might be kind of like disintegrate. Absolutely not. It's a piece of metal. Think about it, Talal. I always wanted to go to Damascus. It's the so most, next. In most uh, continuously uh, inhabited city in the oldest civilization in the world. world. Yeah. And now it's not so welcoming. Damascus is one of the few safe places, and and along the coastal region of Syria, it tends to be pretty safe because those are kind of the strongholds of the government. Mm. As evil as they are, that's where it's safest. Because, um, but that'll be the last place to burn. Um, however. Um, yeah, I have a lot of family out you know, there. They're going to blow up the pyramids. That's yeah, um, yeah. They're going to do it. I'm dreading that, but yeah, I, I, I can smell that in the air as well. Do we have to wait till then before we do something Your about people, it? people, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, go on. Talk, talk <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's do, do a please about this. Because ISIS, ISIS are not my people, okay? And obvious for obvious reasons, but there's another reason why. Because they're not fucking Arab. Yeah, I've mentioned this on the show before. ISIS have recruited people from all over the world, and so few of them are actually Arab, let alone Syrian or Iraqi. They're yeah? mercenaries. Do you think Syrians want to see this happen to their country? I mean, there's Mexicans, <laughs> Japanese. Doha. It's such a gay culture. The Start Syrian, again, the sorry. Syrian hairdresser was like staring at me across the room. I'm going to go on a gig for the comedy store in Doha, which is gayer than San Francisco. The Middle East, Jesus, those, those Arab men cannot keep their hands off of one another. But anyway... <laughs> Right I, on. I, these guys. There's some I was, by the way, I was part of a gay darts team in Cairo. Carry on. All right. <laughs> I'm not gay, but I was. No, uh, carry on. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> I had uh, my fill. The, uh, <laughs> and he was very nice, Phil. The uh, the hairdresser was beautiful. Looked like a bodybuilder. He's staring at me. I'm like, he's going to kill me. And then he walks over. He could tell I'm Western, obviously. He sits down next to me. And we start chatting. He's telling me all the where to go, what to do. He's like, oh no, grinders for real here. They tell you it's not, but it totally is. And uh, the richer the Arab is, the gayer he is, and the more freedom he has, the more access he has to other men. He's telling me all the rules. Where was wow. this, sorry? In Doha, in a hotel. Wow. Outrageous. Basically, yeah. if you're in a hotel in, in the gul- in Gulf countries, yeah, you're basically an international land, yeah. I was just thinking then, when you were going on about ISIS, you sound like a disgruntled Premier League football fan. There's <laughs> <laughs> just not enough English players, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous. I don't like it anymore. It's, it's not like the good old days. <laughs> I'm not sure I've got any material for this. 
Well, what? How can we gen? Oh, come on, Alex. Oh. Don't worry. Look, I'm Syrian. I give you all permission to take the piss. Okay. In the end of the day, who's going to complain if you take the piss out of ISIS? Apart from ISIS, well, it's not the complaining well. I'm worried about. It's the busting into the radio station and killing. Yes, yeah. See after Is that going to happen? Yeah. Who knows? You're in Kilburn. I'm not going to take the chance. There's a, there's a line of rude boys outside the studio waiting to beat up any ISIS people. I've warned them. I pre-warned them. I said Scott Kapoor is coming, and who knows what he's going to say on right. it. Um, uh, I, I, okay, Ed, what's been getting you down this week? Let's see if I'll, I'll sing about <laughs> yeah. ISIS, you sing about after whatever. What Scott if, said, if, if, if said, after what Scott what, said, what, what, everything's yeah. going to pale in insignificance. No, he's he's going to go, Johnny John got blown up. That was a real show. <laughs> right, yeah. Was he your mate? I was going to say, he has the same I was going to say, you. not having enough acting work to turn down coming onto your radio station. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh, but, that's beautiful. See, that's wow. a good one. We can all relate to that. Probably, yeah. Not from Scott, maybe. I don't know. Did it really upset you having to say yes to this, Ed? <laughs> well, I was, I was, you know, I said, what did I say yes about two weeks ago? Yeah. I was like, right, let me say ago. yes quickly, and then I got two weeks where hopefully my agent will ring me and say there's something I've got to do. Clearly, you didn't, didn't get happen. that phone call. No. I've, I've yeah. been in talking to your. Um... Oh, you spoke to her, did you? <laughs> you worked out. Tell her to answer uh, my phone calls then, would you? Quick disclaimer. Quick oh, disclaimer, joking. please. Um, I've just got. A text from my dad saying everything I've said is wrong. So um, <laughs> let me just... Uh, is he listening now, is he? Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the only person who listens live. But we do have more listeners than usual. Amazing. Where's the number? Um, you can see it. Can I ask uh, you a personal question? Yes, please. Do you, um, do you shave your testicles? Wow. Yes, uh, hi, is Dad. Question, this uh, is a question I've been wanting to ask Dad, this is the part of the show you haven't heard before. Um, well, maybe, he, maybe he helps. I, everyone I met... <laughs> no, I don't. East, I don't. All the men I met were really shaved. My brother does. All right. I thought Talal's dad had been on the phone <laughs> to you and was like, Scott, I need you to find out why that, why that <laughs> fucking hair is yeah. on the floor and the rug and the... It's driving me insane. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Now, I've, I, I'm, I, I'm losing it up top, so I'm pretty much compensating for yeah, the rest yeah. of my yeah. body. Is um, it sinking down? Is it getting hairier down But I like to maintain... I like to do what uh, basically I, I like to uh, ex expect from girls only what I would do myself right, yeah right and so I would, a modern man I wouldn't want to like nice go down on a jungle lady so right, uh, okay. I, I say jungle lady what do you mean that sounds racist yeah clarifying. oh I mean it's a jungle down there oh, not right. the ladies it's like a jungle lady sometimes. parts I should have said oh, right. um, so <laughs> I, I, I keep it oh. kind of in check but I don't cut right down to the deck I'm okay. You see, with, with me, I might as well just go be honest here. Yeah, we're all going to go around. Um, I'm very, very hairy, so there's really no point. I can't really fight. Fighting a losing battle. Yeah, it's like it would like, be like a wedge. You know, when you're in the 80s, you had a wedge uh, in your hair. Right, It'd be like right. that. It's yeah. pointless. Ed Keir? Um When I can be bothered. You shave him? Yeah, not completely, but I will keep well, it. How do you not neat shave them completely? You leave like a mohawk on your balls. <laughs> well, no. Oh, are we just talking about the bollocks? Are we talking about the whole That area? was the question. The balls, yeah, don't know. I do shave the balls, yeah, yeah. yeah. You shave the balls. Well, no, the yeah. thing is, as well, I must say, I'm, I'm married. I've been married for like four years. I've been with her for ten years. There's yeah. no point. No, they, no one's seeing these. Yeah, no. unless I want to take one of those. Is it, no, but it's, it, uh, I think that in the Middle East they might do it for hygiene reasons. Oh, it's is so it hygienic? Warm there. But isn't it meant to be yeah, bad for you? Well, shaving I, I, your, I think I read something the other day. It's meant to be bad for you to. to only, only I you, shave I my arm completely bald. It's yeah. bad for you. It's it only bad for you if you go too deep when you cut. When you <laughs> right. I shave my armpits for that kind of reason because I, I get. I'm very sweaty. Whoa, whoa hang on. And you shave your armpits. Not with a razor, but with like a clipper. All oh, right, um, yeah, with your teeth, right to a zero. Oh. But um, every now and then, not every day. But because it gets so, I get so sweaty that I have to kind of. Of otherwise, course, a man with stinky. a beard that sculpted shaves. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. he does. Yeah. And finally, Scott, your testicles. What shape are they They're in? They're shaved, mate? and I trim my pubic hair. Oh, 
Yeah. Nice. I think we're all on board, apart from Alex. We're all pretty much. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh no, I'm wait. Lazy. I don't shave the balls. I'm lazy. You two are the shavers. Yeah. So, what, so you, yeah. so you neaten up the rest and then leave the balls, <laughs> like some sort of hipster yeah. cock and balls. My, my balls aren't that hairy. Yeah, she braids them. My balls aren't that hairy. Oh, really. mullet on balls. That'd be amazing. But may, imagine the women have to lick them. They get if, think what they're going through when you're teabagging. They're already yeah. fucking. They've already lost them. Yeah, they? they have. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Wow. They're already suicidal. Well, the current rate of things, I can't argue with you. However, they um, sleep anyway. It doesn't matter. All right. However, like I said, I I do unto myself what I expect the ladies to do unto themselves. Um, all right. I think we've had enough influence for a blues, so we're going to do um, the hairy balls slash um, Isis slash not getting any acting work. Not getting acting work having and to having do, to come having on the little show. On the show. <laughs> blues. That's why I'm here every other week. If you guys want to join in, feel free. <laughs> Well, let me tell you a little story here. Yeah. My balls are hairy. They got a lot of hair. I mean, it's quite scary. I can't sit on a chair. and They stick to the chair and lift it up. and That's why I'm going to acting work, man. I'm going to go join ISIS. and uh, That's the story, man, friend. What Welcome to ISIS, Alex. There's a few things you've got to know. Oh, yeah? Then you can't shave your balls now. That's really haram, you know. Because ah. <laughs> God gave you that body. Whether you're Mexican or Spanish, you're welcome here in ISIS. Even if you're Danish. <laughs> but as long as you follow our rules, don't smoke or drink or shave your balls. You'll be welcome with us. Let's destroy Syria. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, that that'll was do. a uh, <laughs> controversial. One of the worst ones I've done, I think. Oh no, you were fine. I've done much worse than that. Was good. I never, I never expect you to rhyme. Yeah, it's what came to my head. Yeah, I liked it. Like a Van yeah, there's been that old story about the guy that was sunbathing naked uh, in the slats in the deck chair, and because of the heat, it swelled. So when he actually stood up, it, he took the deck chair with him. All right. Good. I oh, okay. That. I have to tell this story. Um, oh, we, we, we had a we had a, a, a toilet installed in the ground floor in our house. Yeah, and um, the guy. Sorry, is this the one? Which was the one that your hairs are all over? <laughs> Both. It's both, isn't it? I use the both. upstairs toilet. I use right, the upstairs okay. toilet, and I, I wrap up all hairs in a tissue and chuck them in the bin. Um, Do you have your own toilet in your bedroom? Were you, were no, parents? I used to um, in at uni. Um, when you had his no. nanny. Hmm. Yeah. I have a... I don't want to talk about it. Does your mother do your laundry? No, no, she doesn't. I do my own laundry and I pay rent. No one's going to do laundry when it's that fucking t-shirt. <laughs> oh, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna strike. Yeah, yeah. You go, all right, so I'll deal with the shitty sticky boxes and the stiff socks. <laughs> but that t-shirt, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. No. Have you ever put a stiff sock on by accident? Oh, God. It's not good, is it? <laughs> My mum had to. Uh... <laughs> oh, 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 dear. She like, thought you she don't, you'll lose now, your right? one listener. She, your she dad came, will turn up came, and discuss. She came up to you and goes, Talal, why are you starching your socks? Oh, <laughs> You're supposed to starch only your shirt color, <laughs> maybe your hat, but are your socks? Did and you? I said, yes, mum, start. So, so she allows you to come in your. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Stop, stop, stop! This is my show! 
You know what? We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to be right back. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in uh, five minutes with more with uh, Scott Kapoor and Ed Kier if you're going to stick around. And your mum. And mum's coming too, yes. Um, that's true. She you mother. The last time I saw her. You know what? This is turning I hate this show. Okay, <laughs> bye. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Beloved, we are gathered here today for the little show. Welcome back. We have had a nice break. We are refreshed. Um, We were talking outside about exercise. God. Like, I've always told people the world is my gym. I don't need a gym membership. The world is my gym. But secretly, I don't, I don't do exercise. I look um, at a gym membership like insurance. <laughs> you know, if the, if the fire brigade is circulating my house and they're like, we might have to cut him out soon. He's too fat to use the door. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's when I might cash in there. So you go to the gym? No. Oh. I pay it like insurance. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah. <gasps> but do you not think that... Well, sure. Yeah. Okay, but it's a waste of money. It's a joke, also. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do get it. I'm, I used I'm, to have a gym membership, Talal, and uh, I used to use the sauna mainly, and the steam room. I had, su- I had yeah, su- I'm that guy. Yeah, okay. I'm that guy. I had such a fun time doing this with Alex, um, because um, I made him feel really bad once because I was listing off all the bills Alex pays every month. Do you remember, <laughs> yeah, do you remember yeah, that? that was Alex? really depressing. Yeah. And I was yeah. guessing every bill, and every time he was like, "Yep, yep, yep," and. I have maybe three monthly bills. That's what I happens pay. when you're in serious debt. They do like a means test. Yeah, yeah. he was doing that right for me. So you I mean, just did that for him. So okay, let's uh, let's do it now. Okay, let's take uh, turns guessing. You don't have a mortgage or any counselor because your yes, parents thank pay you, for everything. Scott, That's thank how you, Scott. Yeah. Yes, I know. He, he All he pays parents. for is Vaseline yeah. and thank fucking porn porn membership. <laughs> For your you dance just, belt. Just, just, just but you use your dad's butter. You dance belt. <laughs> you you oh, bastard. All I'll say is my cat sleeps on my bed. Oh, oh. oh. that's doing tongue. something right then. Can <laughs> we can we take turns guessing what bill Alex pays monthly, and he'll give us a yes or no? Oh, well, this has become very depressing all of a sudden. Yeah, I really it? want yes. it to be great. Okay. Okay, I'm uh, going to start with an easy one: mobile phone bill. Yes, I do. Bangbros.com. No, not anymore. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, you don't have a, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? He doesn't no, know. Well, you, you, I, obviously, you have other things on your mind than fashion, so you don't have a stylist or, or, or a fashion bill, right? That's no, good. No, you're absolutely and right. You, you hardly ever cut your hair, as you mentioned earlier. That's absolutely right. He's just fucked up his whole thing. This no, is radio, right. and there's um, a reason he does radio because he's no, like, um, people might think I'm fucking really well. Oh, we've and talked he just about shattered, we've shattered no, the illusion. People you might as well go on TV now. It's over. No, people have seen me on stage. They know what I look like. You dress like Gertrude Stein. That's right. But yes. I think um, maybe um, okay, uh, okay, monthly. A bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a council tax bill, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, okay, that's two we have so far. We're going to list all seventeen. This is great radio. Uh, <laughs> we might get him in serious trouble if, yeah. like, there's something if I, if that he doesn't no, pay. Yeah, I nearly said no to council tax. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look. Just, TV license. I'm going to make a. I'm going to make a guess now. I'm going to say you pay three monthly things that are to do with computer games. What a generalization um, based on his appearance. That's oh, disgraceful. No, no, he is no. my friend. Oh, okay. No, I would say I would say two. Was that Xbox and Uplay? <laughs> no. I don't pay for Uplay. You don't pay for Uplay. No, this is off topic. Um Xbox and PS store. PS4 um thing. Oh yeah. That well you don't bloody. have a Steam account? I don't do Steam. Warcraft. No. Nothing is that No, it's just two? those two. Just those two. Wow. Okay. Just, just both. I don't know what any just of that two. Is. you're speaking Yeah, about. neither do I. I They're just mean, words I've seen. I don't know either. I'm just. <laughs> They're just words I've seen written down, right. to be honest. So you uh, play at home a lot. Your dad pays for it. Is that right? Is that what happens? Well, you said you don't have a bill, but you Why play... has this become the theme of the Obviously, you no, no, Scott. My dad uses it too. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a lot quicker just to do the bills you pay. Yeah. Go on, let's guess I'm, what bills I'm, I pay. I am a 36-year-old married man. I've obviously, I've got lots of bills every I month. Ju- it just blows my mind. How old's your dad? It blows my mind that he has so many bills. Is and my dad, dad around 53, 55? He's 73. Oh, right. So, so, so now counting the so days so he can inherit the house. 72. So mate, just mine. He knows exactly. Yeah. He's 72 Whoa. and 143 days, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> One nail at this place, but fucking hell. 72 and 35 days, actually. Is um, He's got a countdown. Yeah, I have old parents, man. Mm, yeah. But they're so... That is a blessing because they're so, they have so much to teach and give. And he's still got and it. And to he's give, still yeah. Got, he's still, he's still got, got it, man. So, yeah, he's yeah. sexy. Yeah. He looks a lot like me. So he's a very good-looking guy. Huh? And he's been he's <laughs> been through a hell of a lot. That's brilliant, wow. isn't it? How old did you say dad was? 72. Yeah. And he looks like you. So he's doing better than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's a compliment to one of you. What does your dad look like, Ed? What does your dad look like? Do you know what? Not not very much like me, actually. I thought you were going to say I don't know. (laughs) He looks a bit like he looks a bit like a traveller slash scrap dealer. All right. Yeah, and it doesn't help that every house we live in, like he's got to turn the yard into some sort of like like storage yard. Like there just has to be broken bits of machinery everywhere, or he's not happy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You could have had like a lovely flower bed. I'm not really into that stuff, but it's just mental how he has to, you know, just broken bits of car. When you were a kid, like, kicking a ball around in the garden, did you ever step on a rusty nail? No, but I used to smash all my mum's flower beds and she used to go mental about it. That's surprising. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, look, we're going to move on to an improv segment of the show now, okay? Mm. We're going to do a little thing we haven't done for a while, one of my favourite segments. It's called Epic Saga. (laughs) And I have a new jingle for this, Alex, and you're really not going to like it. Here we go. (sighs) Stories. Let's see where they go. 
It's epic soccer time, baby. What's Charles Pipette gonna do? What's Simon Trilby gonna do? What are all guests gonna do? Let's find out what they do on Epic Saga. Right, it's time for Epic Saga. What do you think? Join us next week on the little show. We've run out of time now. The jingles, man, they're so long. That is the longest, officially the longest jingle. That's 44 seconds of pure beauty, though. That's a nice jingle. It is an epic. Is, what was, do you that, think? was that Mr. Volvona on the. No, uh, that was uh, Phil Mann. Oh, Phil Mann. I apologize. Yeah, Phil uh, Mann on the Uke. Oh. Ah, yeah. Move over, Luke Volvona. We did that on an episode you weren't on. Oh, well. Things you get up to when I'm not here. And the next bit after the end of that jingle, the next bit is me saying Alex is going to hate that jingle. Nice. But it's beautiful. Though. No, it is a nice jingle, though. What do you That's think, Scott? Jingle. Scott, Ed, are we professional here? Does I stopped listening because he's moved his chair about 18 times and it's been in the same position the whole Do, do you know what the problem is? <laughs> do you know what the problem is? It's, it I'm so precarious All right. on here. It's like. It's as fragile under your chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just worried. It's fragile. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of stuff in there to use as a base that's, for that's a show. Yeah. health and safety, that little that's just I'm, I'm actually worried that I'm, I'm going to go either way. Yeah. And that's what I'm just concerned about. So I'm just going to stay completely still now because now I'm very aware that Scott Capiro is watching seen, me <laughs> adjust my seat. I'm worried you're going to go either way, too. I yeah. Have you guys seen the YouTube video of. Have you guys seen the YouTube video of the guy who's. I think he's on the news at some foreign news uh, channel and he's on a chair and I don't know whether he's too big for the chair or they've given him the crapper's chair and it cracks halfway through. Is it, he just and disappears, you can see doesn't his he? expression change because he, he knows he's seconds yeah. away from mortifying <laughs> embarrassment yeah. in front of yeah. all his friends who are watching and you can just see and he's like clinging onto the desk slightly for gravity and then it just goes. Wow. I have seen, very, I have very seen good. that clip. It is quite it's very epic. Good. Yes, it is. Speaking of epic... Speaking of Epic, Epic Saga is the portion of the show where we um, take one of our co-hosts' characters and we continue their story, chapter by chapter, episode by episode. This week, of course, with Alex, we're going to be following Simon Trilby's story. Simon Trilby, um, uh, give us a brief uh, 10 seconds on what who Simon Trilby is. Simon Trilby owns a sweet shop, a very small corporate franchise sweet shop owned by Billy Bonkers in the bigger scheme of things. Uh, Billy Bonkers has given Simon Trilby a task to go around the world and find the rarest, most exciting sweets known to man. Yes, indeed. And how many has he found so far, Talal? Two. Two. Uh, one is one is uh, uh, the a, essence of candy Jesus, a scraping of the back of candy Jesus, and the other is a sample of lemon drop Satan. Yes, yeah, was both gathered on the same day. Yeah, weird. Um, but you have used a lot of your sweets to your advantage, and you've seen sweets. You saw yeah. a homeless be- person being made into yeah. humbugs. That's right, and I, I killed a guy with a flick knife. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, epic saga. It really is. <laughs> so Scott and Ed, how do you <laughs> how do you think you're gonna fit into this saga? You know um, what? Let's wait and find out. I'm worried I'm not nerdy enough. That's all. Good. No, no, don't worry. Fine. I'm gonna, just yeah. ho- uh, Dude, focus on your improv right skills. All right. Scott, okay. you've been in a Star Wars film. Shush. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you looking forward to the new one? Um, What's sure. it called? Rogue Nation. What? Uh, the Spanish know. Collapse? It's mission impossible. The Spanish it, Collapse. The Force. It's the Spanish Collapse. The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. The Force Awakens. That's it. Jesus. Um, I'd love to have been in it. 
That would be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, will, I will go see it. I think um, because it's set far in the future from when you were. So your character's probably dead by then, but also pod racing's probably been made illegal We're for health sure and safety reasons. We're not sure the lifespan of my character, though, are we? It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. One, one head might be dead. So excited! Lon- <laughs> London's a crazy place, right? I, when I was at university, I had a friend, and uh, she had this girlfriend who used to come around to my house, and um, she used to just come around to my house. She was just a, a girl that used to just come around to my house with my friend. Did she ever come around to your house? Chill. Yeah, many times. Was she okay. a friend? And, uh, and was she, is she a friend of yours? We lost, we lost contact. Hadn't seen her for about three or four years. And then my girlfriend said, um, oh, do you know this person's in Star Wars? The new <gasps> Star Wars. And she was. Wow. Is she the is main she lady? Dance, is she a dancer? No. All right. She's not. She she, uh, she, she said girl. she used to do some uh, some theatre mm-hmm. at a university and that was it. And then the next thing I heard, she's in Star Wars. That's is crazy. she the main girl in the new one? I don't know who the main girl is. Han Solo's kid, probably. Oh, don't. I don't think so. There's a lot of people in the film. so There's a lot. But that's, that's exciting. That's, that's crazy, right? So now suddenly she's your friend again. and she's well, No, I've oh. tried reconnecting. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that yeah. So let's reach out to her now. If you are out there and you know Ed Keir, he wants to see you. <laughs> Give him a call. My uh, number's still the same. <laughs> she knows. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she definitely does. Previously on Epic Saga, Simon Trilby, hot off the heels of his first murder, arrives at Las Vegas undercover as a croupier. He witnesses someone who suspiciously seems to be a follower of Candy Jesus and has her held in the interrogation room in the back of the casino, where indeed Candy Jesus is summoned, shortly followed by Lemon Drop Satan. An epic battle ensues, perhaps. Was there a battle? It was actually more of a conversation. I think it was a conversation. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was an epic (laughs) conversation. (laughs) And uh, they both graciously allowed Simon Trilby to scrape a sampling uh, from each of them, and he has a vial of both Satan and Jesus candy versions of in his pocket. However, who knows where he is now? Who knows where he has been? What he has seen? What horrific things he has witnessed and experienced? Uh, do, do, do you know? Uh, no, not at all. Oh. I think we're about to find out. Let's find out. Is there anything else to add? No. Okay, well then all that's left is for me to get a random location suggestion off of our Facebook feed. Um, Please uh, f- like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Lil Show. But our location for this week is a cafe. Cafe is the word we have. And so we take you to a cafe. Hello, sir. Uh, what can I get you? Uh, do you have any um, filter coffee? Oui, oui, oui. We have filter coffee. We have ready-made coffee, instant, cold, frappa, lappuccinos, whatever you like. Lappuccino? Are you making that up? You've not had a lappuccino? No. That's, what is that? It's wonderful. Basically, we, we, we spread coffee onto your jeans, hmm. and uh, a little dog comes and, and licks it off your jeans. It's more of a sensual experience, oh, kind right. of a massage. Right. Okay. So you could order yourself a coffee hmm. and have a lappuccino and have a lap dog lick the lappuccino from your lap. You're sure that's legal? Of course, here, here in uh, France, everything is legal. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Are you a tourist? Uh, I'm here for work. Oh. Yes. Sacré bleu. Yes. Anything interesting, my friend, or am I delving too personal? I'm from a country that just bought this one. Your country bought France? Yeah, pretty much. <gasps> it needed a makeover. Oh, la la. Hmm. So. What do I need to know now? Uh, have the laws changed? 
No. Should well, I kill the dogs? Uh, just um, uh, Jacques, kill the dogs. <laughs> there is a curfew. Oh, okay. Jacques, uh, put the knife away. It's okay. So, um, yeah, just be home by nine. But in the meantime, can I have an Americano with not too much hot water? Oh, of course, please? coming right up, sir. We see him uh, standing, waiting at the counter, and another gentleman comes up and stands next to him while the, the barista is making his coffee. Right, mate, I've had a look at your menu and I can't see any bacon butties on there. What's, what's, what's going on? Oh, sorry, sir, I'm just making a coffee. Uh, one moment. Here you go, you're Americano. I said not too much water. Oh, second bleu. You haven't written his name on that cup. How do you know it's not mine? You haven't ordered yet, sir. Exactly, no, I haven't. Well well spotted, just testing. Are you after watery Americano? No, I'm after baking butties. Oh, oh okay. Uh, okay, uh, one more. Okay, here you go. This is just coffee powder. Is that fine? Perfect, well done. Oh, okay, here you go. Uh, now, monsieur, bacon butty, we, here in France, we don't really eat bacon. Are you from this new country? No, I'm from England. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe a croissant would, would do good for you? No, we don't want none of that. No, we don't want none of that continental rubbish. Okay. No, I'm going to need a bacon butty or I'm going to need some sort of sausage meat. And, okay. and, 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 and Caporo, stop looking at me like that because I don't mean... I mean fucking pig, <laughs> all right? You want Excuse to fuck me? a pig? No, I don't want to fuck We have that service as well. Uh, I don't want, listen, listen, I know I said I'm from England no. and I don't want to... Listen, Stop your, stop your xenophobia, right? Excuse me. I just, yeah, yeah. I've read books, all right. I just want some breakfast. That's all I want, mate. Oh. Right? I took a chance on this place. You right? want it was this or Weatherspoons? Are coming here, and you disappointed me. You want petit déjeuner? No. Of course, you want petit déjeuner. I understand now. Why didn't you say What's that? What's petit? From... I don't want Wait, small. That's my drag name. name. What do you? How did you know that? Uh, no, a breakfast is a petit déjeuner. Oh. Right, uh, but it better not be small. You want our breakfast? Yeah, but I want a large breakfast. Absolutely. Right. Here you have a coffee in a large bowl. Okay, a large... You, 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 can't just, you can't just, you know, pull wool over my eyes by putting small breakfast in a large bowl, because that don't fly with me, mate. I have not finished what you are getting yet. Right, if you well, let yeah. me finish my sentence, perhaps, right. sir... Okay. Um, excuse, me, fr- um, excuse me, sir. I'm, I'm, I've been waiting ever so patiently here. And this Hello, seems mate, to be there's a, bit... a queue. I know, I know there's a queue, and I'm, I'm being... But quite polite about this, this and I do. Service is garbage. I know. Is there only the one man? Can't you see? He's uh, fine. You know. Um, French, he's probably going to go home early. Look, I, I apologise, but the reason I'm here, I just wondered if there was any sort of directions you could give me towards the nearest sweet shop. I've got this memo that was given to me by a sweet by, shop. Uh, what do you call it? Bonbon. Why, of course, every shop in France is incredibly sweet, very cute, very uh, chic. So you have a plethora of of options. Do you, Do you do sweets here? Everything is sweet in France. Look at me. I'm wearing a a little uh, tight T-shirt, cleanly shaven, and my little puppy dog in my handbag. It's all very sweet. But can I put you in a wrapper and bake you a candy? I don't think I can do that. I need a bonbon? Oh, bonbon. Oh, bonbon. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. If you just wait a moment, I'm just serving this fellow his breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, okay. fine. Are, yeah. Here so, you are, yeah. I do apologize. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, is a different good. word for everything. That's one thing we're going to change. An yeah, o- do, yeah. oversized bowl of coffee. Okay, here Why, is here is a plate. Can I get past the first item, please? Listen, mate, I know English isn't your first language, right? But he's one order the coffee and I want a breakfast. We don't want breakfast 
We don't want coffee served in breakfast. Coffee comes complimentary with every breakfast. What are you going to dip the crusty bread in? Right, well, if that's the case, mate, right, tell you what, I'll order the breakfast and you can have me coffee. How's that? Sounds good. All right, good. Big bowl of coffee. Here's a plate of incredibly dry, crusty baguette. Okay, one pan of chocolate and ten other bread products. Is this that powdered is powdered cream? Why can't you say just chocolate? Why do you have to say it like cream. that? It's just pretentious, mate. Pan of chocolate yeah, is the bread of chocolate. Why don't you say just piece of chocolate? Like, why do it's you have chocolate to say like in that, the bread. This butter has no salt in it. There's no flavor at all. Where, where are this? All suddenly, suddenly, good. Simon Trilby gets hold of the candy Jesus essence and dips it into each part of the breakfast. There. Hopefully, that will. Solve this little conundrum. This is the finest, finest, sweetest uh, back sweat from a Jesus-shaped candy thing, man. It was a bit weird. And it, what I, have you done? I, I it just, happened in Las Vegas. It was very I just I was served drunk. a delicious meal and you ruin it. it was, no, it was I haven't, I haven't no. ruined it. I've made it better. Gentlemen. Listen, mate, I don't want none of your religious crap. Take that out or I'll do you and me a baseball. Uh, I shall taste. I shall taste. My that. goodness. Dip, 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 dip. I feel at peace. It's very good, isn't it? Looking at, looking at the bloody trousers on you, you don't look at peace, mate. Sir, I understand now. You want bacon. Yeah. This British product yeah, of the do. back of pigs. Here you go, fried and ready, wrapped in a bun. Was that there so you bloody go. difficult, was it? For you, sir, powdered coffee. <laughs> Here is an extra strong es- uh, Americano for you. Have a taste of that. Delicious, it tastes. Delicious. And you are looking for a sweet shop? Yes. A bonbon shop? Whatever you want to call it, really, yes. Uh, le marché, le candé? Mm, don't know about that. Two doors down, my friend. Thank you. Two doors down. I see everything clearly. Jacques, free the dogs. Free the pigs. Free the... And then we cut to the, the next door. He goes to the, the sweet shop. I, I, I can't see how I missed this shop, really, to be honest with you. I was walking in this direction. Uh, hello, is anyone here? Bonjour. Ah, you're a little Frenchman. How are you? How are you? I'm I'm very well. I've been I've been on quite a journey. I've come all the way from Las Vegas. And oh, do sit down. Well, thank you very much. It's very nice. Thank you. Um, I was wondering, do you have any exotic, unusual sweets here? Oh, we have many things here. Really? Are you having a stroke? Are you okay? Uh, <laughs> Furball. Furball. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, would you like to taste the lemon drop? Uh, we have lemon drop. Okay. Uh, oh, you, you know the lemon drop. I I'm see awa- it in your eyes. Yeah, I'm aware of a, <laughs> I'm aware of a lemon drop, yes. yes. We, have a, we have a candy Jesus. Do you know that? You have candy Jesus too. Oh, and yeah. so, uh, wait, uh, wait, wait. Trilby starts to look around and he starts noticing... Wait. That, yeah, everything is labeled candy, Jesus, that, lemon drop, Satan, this. And it's all very familiar. And in fact, he sees a lot of bootleg Billy Bonker products in there too. Hmm. Do you make all these candies yourself? I am your father, Luke. Oh, that's a bit peculiar. I've been watching you. (gasps) For how how, how long? Well, the first two days you were born, then the last hour. Well, this is... This is something... Most peculiar. I've created a new a new candy for you. <gasps> Tell me all, Father. It is it it is shiny and round and 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 shaved. <laughs> Does it come in a bag? <laughs> if you like. 
<laughs> and he pulls out a bag and it's full of little tiny death stars. <laughs> little tiny shiny death stars. Wow. Shall I try one? Shall I pop one in my mouth? They do not go in the mouth. <gasps> wow. Tell me, Father, where do they go? They they are ingested. Uh, how do I say? How do you say? Uh, how do you say? Uh, uh, anally. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Father, I have to... Let me use my finger. Fine. Fine. I, I will just... You're a one-trick pony, Caporo. You bloody are, mate. I will assume the position. I'm playing the narrative. This Father. is the narrative of the whole show. <laughs> Father. This is genius. It is using all the, what? This is brilliant. I... I will assume the position, Father. Let me undo my trousers. Mm. And let me see if this Death Star candy is the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> Tring! Excuse me, have you got any brown sauce? Bloody, what the fuck <laughs> is going on in here? Jesus Christ! I ate brown I'm going home. It, it's not what it Get looks like. Get back on that mega bus. You, you in line. You Tring! In line. Hello, I'm here from the Paris Gazette. Oh, cool, blimey, I did hear something fishy was going on here. Snap, snap, Listen, snap, mate, snap. get me out of them photos. I'm nothing to do with this. Are oh, you a witness? My wife sees this. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'd love to have a word with you outside, asking your opinion. We're going to write up a proper scandal mate, in I'm the gonna Paris Gazette. I'm going to need them Gazette. negatives. I'm going uh, to need them negatives. You can have the negatives if you give me a, 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 an exclusive interview. Meanwhile, Simon Trilby's anus has taken the Death Star... <laughs> That is the noise. And oh my, I appeared to be turning into C3PO <laughs> for some reason. This is un- completely unintentional. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, and, oh, oh, oh! You can take your finger out now. Thank you. That is not my finger. That is the mini C3PO. Um. I apologise for that. And then a projection comes out of the little the little robot that has been protruding his butt. And he says, Simon Trilby, please help. You must come as quick as possible. Billy Bonker is in trouble. Well, I must come as quickly as possible? We sent your father to Paris to find you. He found me? You can't have an interaction with me because I'm just a recorded message. But I'm assuming you're trying to talk back to me. But I'll continue talking. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with you. You must help, Simon Trilby. You Fine. must help. Billy Bonker is in trouble. Fine. Go north. I am a hologram. I will disappear in two seconds. Wash. And then the shopkeeper disappears. <laughs> well, that was most peculiar. I put my trousers back on and I will go north to England. Yeah, okay. Cut to outside the shop, and uh, we see the reporter talking to this guy. So you, you're saying that you went in there, and you, in a family-friendly sweet shop, you saw a nude old man bent over, having his himself violated from behind? Listen, mate, you know, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You just oh. you just write whatever you want every time. And it's, I went in there and I said I want some pork, and they've obviously, I don't know, like, uh, the translation's got some, and they've, they've misconstrued Look, it, You mate. keep going on about this cafe, but I'm talking about this sweet shop, Look, okay? Mate, I don't care about your bacon sandwich. I just want to go home. I'm sick of this bloody place. It's so bloody, it's like metrosexual, mate. I, I can't deal with it. It's not right, mate. I'm telling you, I can't deal with it. Well, everyone's, everyone's, everyone swings both ways. Well, look, I can't promise you the negatives if you're not going to give me the interview I want. All right. Did you see the old man's anus? That's a digital camera anyway. That's a, <laughs> what are you on about? Neg- you bloody sold me up the river, mate. I want the memory card. Ha ha. Fooled you. Oh, and then he f- runs off down the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
right, that's a bit of epic saga for you. Why not? Nice! Bringing in the Star Wars in there. Uh, that, that, that Death Star is still up there. As we, well. we we explored <laughs> Simon Trilby's dark side. I I'm think it's safe to say. Backside. Um, all right. Okay. What's a good topic for movies? Do you reckon, Alex? What what or, or, or the room? Um, we tend to find a list of movies uh, that relate to a topic that's been discussed this show. So, what's a good topic uh, you think that's been discussed so far in the show? Anything? We've had a bit of exercise. Yeah. We were talking about living at yeah. home. Terrorism. 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 Should we do a terrorism movie? Ooh. That'd be fun. Phil, Phil, Phil. Uh, yeah. Um, Phil. Uh, hello. Uh, uh, I think that uh, well, uh, the yeah. thing about current, if, if they're very current, the danger is they look dated very quickly. So maybe mm. we could do like a general terrorism thing. About, yes. Uh, Are you worried it's not going to be timeless? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried about my masterpiece. Play. It's not yeah. going to be... I want the residuals. So I wanted to play and play. So maybe we could do like a terrorism, space terrorism thing. Oh, right. space terrorism. You know? Space terrorism. Uh, Still with America. Be, be, like that new John Lewis ad <laughs> where the guy yeah. on the moon is actually, you know, he's there because he's the world's scariest terrorist and they had to put him up there. He's been exiled. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that John Lewis advert, to be honest with you, that really wound me up. It's huge in, in Brazil. Is it really? Huge. Really? Yeah. People are very emotional over it. Really? They a take friend, Christmas very seriously. A friend of mine got very emotional about it. Said I was, uh, got into an argument with me because I said I was missing the point because I said, I said the John Lewis advert is about uh, buying an old person a gift but not letting them come around your house. Yeah. That, and that's, but yeah, she got into a really big rant about that. Which is a shame. Maybe there is some sort of movie where this... Like, you know how in prison, they say prisoners in the U.S. at least, they run the gang warfare that goes on outside of prison from their cells. Mm. Maybe this guy's running a terrorist uh, cell from, from <laughs> For, another so, planet. Should we do the movies, movies, movies about the John Lewis ad? That's where this seems to be going. Do you know what? I, I still haven't seen it. Oh, right. You're one of the lucky ones. No, no, it's, it, it's, it's I, fine. I, it's produced. It's, it's nicely fine. filmed. Okay, yeah. I've got the top. Just didn't make me I've cry. got the top twenty-five best moon movies. All right, how's that then? <laughs> That's right. good. That's good. Uh, I'm frantically trying to find the, um, the top one. Obviously, is is the best one. Uh, I agree well, there. Let's. Um, what is the top one? Moon. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great film. film. It's, it's an amazing film. Yeah, but it only has, has a has Dune. a Have you seen that in a while? Dune. Yeah, I haven't seen that in ages. Oh, the movie's a mess, man. It Just stick with which, the book. Which version? Uh, so the, many versions. The, uh, the one with Sting in it. Oh. Yeah, Dune. No, that, there's so many versions of that film. Oh, the David Lynch one. There's yeah. a TV version of it. There's also a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dune. Guys, can I have a number between... With The Rock, I was like... That sounds good, too. That's a fun film. That's a fun film. Can I have a a number between 1 and 25, please? 17. 17, thank Ooh, you. Good number. Uh, it's going to involve a lot of page turning. Does that number hold any sort of significance, Scott? Or? Um, it was my f when I did my first comedy gig. Oh, wow. Where was that? In high school. I, in high school. I was asked to host a variety show. Back in 1963. Yeah, and they say, can you... Um, can you fuck off? No, they say, can you... <laughs> can you do a little bit at the top? And I said, well, sure, I'll... You know, and I... It just became a... A portion of the show. It just became a portion of the show. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Cool. It was scary. Uh, yeah. it was. I was I was about that age when I did stand up for the first time, thinking about it. Yeah. I I knocked that on the head about eight years ago. All right. Yeah. Right. You had enough. All right. Got yeah. it. All right. Wonderful. Our movie is a film called Destination Moonbase Alpha. Wow. Destination Moonbase Alpha from 1978. Who's in it? I will tell you in just a Ooh. second. Uh, Moonbase Alpha. 
Uh, man, um, it's so obscure, it's not coming up. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> 1978. Okay, TV movie from 1978. Yeah. Starring Martin Landau. Oh, wow. Barbara Bain, Catherine Schell, Barbara Tony Anholt. Written, uh, directed by Tom Clegg. Written by Jerry Anderson, Sylvia Anderson, and one more. Jerry I only Anderson. say these names because I want to apologize for what we're about to do to your mm. movie. Um, here is a synopsis, and then I'm going to do a quick intro song, and we're going to get into the film because we've only got about ten minutes to, to do it. Okay, That's guys. Then you go home after this and have dinner with your dad and talk about what what happened here. Thanks, <laughs> gonna yeah. That's it. That's it. Do you? You sit around the table, your dad. Kind of, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I've never really yeah. talked so much about my personal life on this show before. Right. Thanks, Scott. Does your mother spend? Does your mother interject, or does she just bring the food to the table? She she her. keeps her mouth shut. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. As, as, she as cleans, she cooks. Traditional family, so she better just shut up. And of course. Serve the food. Yeah. The only person she talks to is the cat, and that's her telling it to fuck off and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go on to Lel's bed again. That poor, yeah. that poor traumatized cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs someone below them. I know it came out of me, but it's not my fault. <laughs> what about wow. your siblings? My cat loves the sofa, and every time my mom comes home, it just jumps up and runs off the sofa. She beats there. the cat. What about your sibling? What about him? Do, are Scott. they living at home still, too? They're both big fans of yours. Right. Yeah. Do they? Do yeah. you live with them? No. Oh, right. So you're the only one living. I'm the home? youngest. Really? Yeah. All right. It's like an interrogation of a police officer, <laughs> a wanker. Yeah. Of police can officer. I? Can I just say? <laughs> can I just say? I come from a, an Arab family. Mm. Yeah. And unlike you whiteies and you English people, we actually look after each other and we tend to stick together. And especially when your parents get older, you tend to stay with them and look after them. And stuff. That's true. My parents Listen, are the same age as yours. We don't just put them yeah. in a home and stuff. Yeah, I've, I haven't spoken to them in years. Yeah. So uh, we're a very close-knit family. And obviously uh, an Arab's life is, uh, it, it revolves around food and family. Talal, uh, if that's what you've come up with to justify it, yeah, that's what enough, you mate. to that sleep at night. Fine. If that's what you tell yourself, that's yeah, fine. We'll play yeah. along. That cat looking your balls. We love each other. We, we you know we look after. When was the last time you got some pussy? That's what we're all wondering. Because when you say that, hey, every it night, like years ago since you've had pussy. That's what it sounds like. No, no, like. Scott. no, he fucks the cat yeah, right. every night. Meow. Yeah. That rough tongue licking the balls. You guys are fucking worse. I want to end the show right now. I hate you guys. Talal. All right. Talal, we we do it with love. Getting the claws out. Like the cat. So now she's really worried because this one listener, his dad, <laughs> might pack it in. Shibbity bip dip the bee. Oh, yeah, right. my dad fucking sent in a complaint today. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Ofcom. <laughs> Ofcom was not happy. Ofcom went, uh, he yeah. was like, Tala, there aren't that many Jews in Beirut. That's <laughs> his oh my God. <laughs> That's how I counted. He just clearly doesn't know what a you speckling said a means. Speckling. Oh yeah, my God. he doesn't know what it means, I guess. Oh, yeah. All right, after an atomic explosion blast, the moon. After an atomic explosion blasts the moon out of Earth orbit, moon base Alpha drifts in space with 300 people on board. All right. When a rescue team arrives from Earth, everyone is overjoyed that they can now return. But the commander, having undergone an experimental brain soothing process, yeah, um, sees not friends from Earth, but gruesome monsters. So he sees them as gruesome monsters, these Earthlings. Okay. Like after um, you know crystal meth. Like after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's loads of so, meth. So the, com yeah, yeah. the commander <laughs> uh, mistakes all the Earthlings for aliens. Yeah. Of the, um, uh, you mean the ship that comes to save them? Yeah. He thinks right. they're an alien invasion. He doesn't mean Syrians and Turkey. He means actual aliens. Right? Let's find out, shall we? All right, yeah. <laughs> shall we find out? Let's find out. <laughs> Sorry, are you going to assign us characters? Or? No, no, we're just going gonna... right. yeah, to. Just do it.
Well, people, we are here, and we are going to be saved. This is the good news. The bad news is the captain's a little bit, um, he's not all there at the moment. Let's put it that way. But I'd like to introduce you to him. He's just landed here, so let's uh, let's get that door down. Captain Phillips, how are you? Good evening. How are you? X1329. Please, just call me X. X3129 is my father. Now, <laughs> we all know robots don't have fathers. <laughs> but we, you put this personality in me. Let's let's keep it going. Yes. How about that weather? Huh? <laughs> Do you like crew how I programmed him for small talk? Y- yeah, it's great. Uh, and and a- then we see that clearly he's not a robot. This guy's delusional, <laughs> and he's and everyone's just humoring him. Right. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. <laughs> well done, Captain. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You shall have an extra potato with your dinner tonight. Great. I'm feeling though a bit bloated. This floating in the air is making me feel like, you know. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Space is space is a is a peculiar beast, doesn't it? Does strange things to our bodies. Yeah. Mm. We are all feeling kind of bloated. Even me and my uh, uh, fake robotic uh, insides yeah, are yeah. bloated. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, X. I programmed you to feel all things human. <gasps> What's that noise? Ah! Seems like something urgent is happening. I must. Quickly run to the command room. Do you want me to come with you, or are you okay with myself? Or Mr. X, uh, look after the rest of the crew. Fine, okay. Right. I set that off just so he'd leave the room a bit, okay? He's having slight problems, as we all know, okay? Um, Phil, what I need you to do, okay, is to make sure that if he wants anything, you get it for him, okay? You mean Anything. Anything. He's going to request not, it. I'm not doing that again. My wrist's still fucking aching like shit. Please, Guy. Guy, we're a team here, yeah? Yes, we are a team. But why, do, why do I always have to goddamn do that shit? You well, don't do nothing. Well, because you're the fucking shortest, okay? We did it in order of size. You could, God, you could kneel for fuck's sake. Why do I... This conversation... My jaw's aching. My goddamn wrist is aching. I can barely feed myself. And you cannot call that food because just because it goes in my mouth, it is not food. We, okay. cut, we cut to outside the space station. We see um, a ship docking with the space station. And then we cut to inside a corridor in the space station. And the commander is running, sweat, panic running on his face. And he runs in back to the crew and uh, hit the supposed robot. The aliens are coming! The aliens are coming! Okay, 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 okay. It's okay. Tell me about the aliens. Where are they? What are they doing? They've got big, big green heads and and five five toes on 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 their hands, and they have toes on their hands and they have fingers on their feet and they have nipples on their uh, all over them. And it's too much. And the aliens—they're gonna suck the lifeblood. Phil, Phil, before the aliens get here, I need you to preserve my mind. I do not want you to come in here and, and act like you got a problem with people sucking your lifeblood because we all know that it's not fucking true. My jaw is still aching as I just told everybody. Phil, I like the way you suck my lifeblood, but... Fuck you. I, I, fuck I, you. 
Thank you very much. But I, I am don't not want... being paid six pound twenty an hour is not six dollars twenty because we're American. Yeah. It's not enough fucking money. Thanks, Griselda cut shit. my hair. I know. If it I could looks leave wonderful. and get another job, I, I God damn it, I would. Phil, I know Phil, these, Phil, these Phil. are TK Maxx trousers. Phil, How I'll, did you know? I rate it to seven pound twenty. Is that seven dollars twenty? Exchange rate and all that. Look, I okay, want fine. you, Phil, fine. to cut my brain Consider out of my motivated. head. Yeah. I want you to remove my brain and put it in this jar of formaldehyde. Cause if those, and protect it. If those aliens get my brain, they'll know all okay. of Earth's I deeper secrets. I do not secrets. know how much of that meth you did, but that is a, that is a jar <gasps> of jam. That is Are you not talking about my vitamins? I need some they more vitamins. They are not vitamins. X, X217, can I have my vitamins, please? <sighs> sure, I'll get the vitamins. <sighs> Okay. Anybody need a brain surgeon? Okay. Yeah, please, uh, please, thank God you're here, doctor. Okay, I, I brought him in, okay, early. Right. Um, I think he might need lobotomy or some sort of description, okay? He's, be, he's been abusing our son, Phil, for quite some time oh, now. Right. And I think it's really time he it's... Hang on a okay, second. You're my goddamn parents? Yes. It's That's called, a bomb sh- it's called, Nobody a, it's called a plot twist, okay? Why the hell do I sound like this? <laughs> and you sound like that. Look, and why have I been doing the things I've been doing? Why have you been paying me to do the goddamn... This is so fucked up. They sent Where's you the air hatch? I'm going out there. I don't give a shit. I don't need this. I'm going. The door man. opens. Um, hello, crew members of Space Station Moon Alpha, Moon Base Alpha Destination Alpha 1. To give it its full title, yeah. We heard you uh, were deserted. We're here to rescue you all. And then cheers erupt. From the- he the does only- have a large head. He's Tom Cruise. I'm the only one that needs rescuing around here. Yes, that's right. And you don't know what we've been through. You need rescuing. What's wrong? Oh, Officer Phil, haven't seen you in years. I'd rather not talk about it. I'd rather wait 20 years and then release a book. Well, come this way, sir. Your safe passage to Earth is it's just this way. Don't Fuck believe you. him, Phil! Don't believe him! The commander gets up with his laser gun. Don't believe him! Pew, pew, pew! And Tom Cruise disintegrates before his eyes. He killed Tom Cruise. There's no sequel. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in this goddamn movie? He killed movie? the sequel. Uh, now, why are the themes are running through this? Am I ruining this guy's brain this. or what? Look, I've got lunch in the other. Okay. Do you need uh, Do you uh, need this done? We're, we're trying to keep this going just so he realizes that we're trying to break it to him easily that he's not uh, actually on a spaceship. He's actually in a hospital. I'm talking to the alien. He's I not can, an alien. He's here remo- to help. I can remove his brain. He won't even know it. He won't Fine. even know it. Do, yes, do what you can. Take my brain quick. Mm, yeah, yeah. We we gotta, on. We, we we just, brain is not a euphemism because I told you I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> uh, I gotta shave his head first, but you know, not much hair left. So give me, uh, you got a shaver? What is that vibrating? What is that it's vibrating? Okay. I cannot Phil, see what's Phil, vibrating, Phil, and I've got, I've got Phil. post fucking vibrating trauma, <laughs> trauma issues. Wow. Phil. Phil, I don't need you to do anything for me. I just want you to give me my pet cat, you know, like you've done. All those nights you spend in my chamber. The one that sleeps on your bed? When we switch the lights Every off night? and you pull the pet cat out of your pocket. And You're going to feel pressure me. against your head right now. Okay, yeah. Thanks, you, Doc. You feel that? You feel yes, that pressure? Yes, I do. Yeah. He's making a strange beeping I, I noise. I haven't said anything <laughs> yet. <laughs> See, that's the, earth thing, the earthling captain on his ship is honking the horn, trying <laughs> to right, get everyone right, to right. hurry up. Oh, Talal's dad's turned okay. up and is really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. So here's the decision. Here Talal, we go. Stop, the, stop the show, he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> stop the I'm show. cutting your funding, Talal. You're going to have to get a paper You're round again. You're going to have to pay rent. That's a fourth <laughs> bill. <laughs> I'm cutting up your debit card right now. So here's the, uh, here's the incisor. I'm going, in, I'm, I'm, I'm going into your head. You got Okay, I got your brain. Can you feel that? 
Can you feel that? He doesn't want to play anymore. For the second Pick time, him. for the second time ever on this show, uh, we are going to cut movies, movies, movies short and say thank you very it was much. It's going so well. It was. Too. It was nice. <laughs> it was so focused. Thank you very much uh, for listening, everyone. Um, Thanks, Dad. Scott Capuro. Um, well, uh, in December, you've got a, a wicked set of shows going, but unfortunately... They're in San Francisco. They're in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask you, what's the name of that song? If you're going to San Francisco, put flowers in your hair. I want to play that one out <laughs> on the go way out. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the name of it. Uh, uh, if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. Yeah. Do you it's wear nice flowers song. in your hair when you go to San Francisco? No, I don't. Is no, there? What's does the hippies are all gone. Does anyone do it anymore? Is it? No, it's all expensive. It's like Manhattan there now. Oh, Jesus. It's all Facebook. Wow. Twats making too much money. Drinking beer out of champagne glasses. They're 25. They think they run the world. They're retarded. It's all like that. Well, look, the show is done, man. Um, have you got anything you want to promote, Scott, um, to our listeners? Um, just my self-worth, but this probably isn't the right place to do it. <laughs> what about your Twitter account? Uh, let's not get into it. Okay. Get your hand off um, my leg. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you. It's been really fun. I hope you'll join us again sometime. It's been a pleasure. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe it'll go mobile, this show. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, Maybe. Different boroughs. Yeah. We'll come to you. Oh yeah, no, I do. We have plans in the works to take this on stage and do it on a on a on a table on a stage in front of people. Yeah. Oh my god. I think it'll be really fun. We normally do a lot more improv than this on our show. More? Yeah. I'm exhausted. Normally yeah. the whole thing is improv. Uh, we can't really call what we just did improv either, was, though. Yeah. Ed Keir, yeah. thank you for joining us, mate. Thank you for having it's me. It's been a pleasure, dude. Uh, yeah. You're also welcome back anytime, man. Thank um, you very any, much. Uh, of course, please go on YouTube on Quipstar on blowing the budget because that is truly a wicked series and uh it's free what do australians listen to this they could I guess. oh we do actually yeah, um yeah. we have listeners in australia belgium usa england and denmark so uh, i don't care about those other shitholes but i'll be in australia <laughs> uh scott you kind of had your moment to plug your shit oh sorry just that no but go to scott Caboo. No, I'm just for I'm dates just and deets and stuff comedy right story. yeah yeah sydney comedy store yeah. nice yeah, yeah. fantastic when's that 22nd of February to the 6th of March. Nice. That's my Just birthday, my 22nd birthday. of February. All right. yeah, so you are being let back in then? They let me back in finally. Sweet. Yeah, they, I did this. I, I did a rude gesture on a TV show, and that they, they're like, that's <laughs> it, you're not coming back. Did more than that. Aren't they quite hard to offend? Uh, <laughs> no, they're not, actually. They're quite precious. Really? The press, yeah. especially. They're all Italians and Greeks. Look, guys, we, right. we really have to wrap this up. Ed Keir, please, uh, Blowing the Budget is, is fantastic. YouTube, please free. check that out. Um, and anything else to promote? No, nothing. That no. just watch that. Wicked. Till I was dad, please. Just oh, watch that. Oh my god. Your dad he's have in tattoos? the car now outside though, so he's not gonna tattoos? hear this because it's internet no, radio. No, so what's the point? My mum really wants to she goes, Talal, I really want a tattoo. And I said, Okay, what do you want to get? She goes, I want to get a butterfly right here. And she was basically talking about a tramp stamp, but like at the oh, top right. of yeah. her ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And me and my brother had to delicately explain what a tramp stamp is. Alex Silverwright, any last words? Um no, I'm going on my business trip on Sunday, uh, and I'm happy. Is your mother allowed access to the internet ever? Or is she allowed that? Ah, we'll see you next week, folks. I love you all. Thank you for listening to the little show. This is Scott McKenzie with San Francisco. Be sure to wear flowers in your hair. See you next week, everybody. Bye. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear You're listening to K2K Radio.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.